0: Hey everyone, this is Megan and this is Christina. We were friends first and sisters second. Together we cook, farm, garden, and live life. So grab a mug of tea and join us for this conversation we call Real Life. Hey everyone, it's Megan and Emma again here to recap from day two of the Homesteaders of America Conference in Virginia. So it was another very busy full day. What did you think?
1: I enjoyed it, I think, almost more than the first day. Really? And that may be due to the fact that we got coffee this morning. Oh, yes. That coffee was delicious. (sighs) That could have had something to do with it. But yes, it was very good coffee. And we brought our own raw cream. Right. From your farm. Because that just makes all the coffee better. That so it was a very good start to the day. And then we
0: actually went to the same workshop to start off because yes. we were both really excited about that one. And that was um, Dairy Fermentation Raw Milk Never Goes Bad with Sean and Beth Doherty. And they are both amazing presenters and I could have listened to them for hours. Yes,
1: I agree. I think that one actually might have been my favorite from the whole weekend. Maybe. Yeah. I would tend to agree. It was probably the topic. So the topic was dairy and how to make butter and yogurt and cheese were the main things that she talked about, which are all things that I either have done, want to do better, or have never done and want to do. (laughs) So it just was very applicable.
0: And they're they're very down to earth in how they talk. And they're very encouraging about... It's not, they don't make it sound overwhelming. They make it sound very
1: doable. She mentioned more than once about how things happen in nature, you know? Yeah. And how nature doesn't really need our help. (laughs) Like when she was talking about cheese being made, cheese will make itself really.
0: Yeah. Because it's just preserving it in a different form.
1: Right. You're just controlling it. When
0: you make cheese
1: the outcome or yogurt. you want. Yeah. So that was very empowering, if you will. Yeah.
0: I really enjoyed that one too. And it's, it gets me excited to go home and try this stuff. You I know, know. Like I've made yogurt, I've made cheese, but I haven't done it the way that she does it. Well, to the, you know, following the exact, um, I did watch one of her classes that she has on abundance plus, which is Justin Rhodes platform. And that was what made me realize that I could use raw milk to culture yogurt. So I have yes. tried that um, and I really liked the outcome, but I, there's a couple other things that she's done that I really want to try my hand at making hard cheeses because she makes it look so simple, <laughs> which is really encouraging because everybody else kind of makes it look sound really complicated. And yeah, yeah, it still looks pretty complicated to me. So then, where
1: did you go next? I went to the midwife talk. I went to hear... Right? Yes. I went to hear Jennifer Davidson talk about midwifery. She's a midwife. And different options for birthing. Um, It was very interesting. It was very well done. I went to that because I have a... Strong interest in that area and would like to hopefully have home birth someday. So i have to read your notes before you leave because yeah. I was curious about
0: that one too. But I, I ended take, up going,
1: I did take quite a few notes
0: to one by Cassandra Daniel on preservation and prepping and using what you have. And she was another amazing presenter. She was very high energy and talked very fast and had a lot of information. But thankfully, I think most of that can be found. On her YouTube channel.
1: You can just play it like at
0: half speed. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm definitely going to be checking that out. But she had a lot of good information and a lot of um, very inspiring things to make. You know, a lot of uh, condiments and stuff. She basically doesn't buy any condiments from the grocery store. So that was kind of cool. And it makes you want to try it. So
1: that's where I would have gone if not for the midwife.
0: Yeah, and then after that, where did we go?
1: Uh, you went to the Justin Rhodes one, right? I did. I went back to see Justin Rhodes. <laughs> and it was good. It was more anecdotal than, well, yesterday when he was talking about sheep was also very anecdotal. Indeed. I think That's just part of his signature style. But it was about the hard things about homesteading, and he gave a list of generally some of the hardest things that you come up against. Like one of them was physical pain. One of them was I think animals dying. Just stuff like that. Things that can happen. And then he presented with some solutions. Um yeah, so like things you can do but also just perspectives to have and why you're homesteading in the first place. So It was good. It went on and on. We actually <laughs> ducked out because we wanted to eat before the next
0: thing. Yeah, the schedule was a little different today, and I'm sitting here looking at what's on this paper. And there's a couple of times right. that start like half hour after. Where
1: did, where did you half go? Half hour before.
0: So when she was listening to Justin Rhodes, I went to to hear Christian Winger. Oh yeah. And. I was a few minutes late because I didn't realize that that one started at 1130 because it said 1145 on the schedule. But that was fine. And his was packed. Like he was in the smallest tent on the grounds and there was a lot of overflow around the edges of the tent. Several people deep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that one was very popular. popular. Um, he, he and his wife are in a very different location and climate than I am so I didn't find that one as applicable but it was still interesting to hear because I usually listen to Jill more than her husband so it was interesting to hear his side of things a little bit more and then after that where did we go we, we went and grabbed lunch we yes we were both starving
1: yes. <laughs> very hungry
0: it's a lot of brain cells and need fuel to keep up with listening to all of this information so we went to lunch and then
1: and dropped all of our rain gear because by that
0: time it had stopped raining which was lovely
1: yes it was very nice it had called for rain like all day and we didn't end up having hardly any so we had some rain on the way
0: there and a little bit while we were waiting for a
1: coffee and that was pretty much it yeah so that was cool I'm telling you the coffee fixed everything (laughs) Coffee made everything better. <coughs> it was pretty tasty. Coffee, coffee. delivered And we got maple smile. syrup
0: in it. I don't know if we mentioned that. Maybe not. Yeah. That was probably part of what made it so good. Mm-hmm. They had real maple syrup
1: that you could put in your coffee. So that's
0: not usually something that I find elsewhere. I have to do
1: that myself. So that was pretty I, cool. I find that mostly. Well, I don't <laughs> I don't go a lot of places, I suppose. <laughs> but I, I do find that sometimes. So then after lunch, where did we go? I went to homesteading on a budget with Jordan Kelly. Oh. I'm working Aussie's homestead. Okay. And she also did a phenomenal job. Everyone that I went to, I mean, everyone did a good job. Yes. And I learned something from everything I went to. But she talked about, they're young. They are, yeah, like our age, sort of. Oh. Between our age. Okay. I'm, and,. They were in a lot of debt and started with very limited means on their homestead. And so she talked about, they're kind of Dave Ramsey-ish. Okay. (laughs) So she talked about how they got themselves out of that hole and different things that they prioritized and her she had MS and so that oh was my like goodness. Big, so she doesn't have it anymore? No. Which she didn't really go into what they like what actually happened to heal her, but well, she's wow. healed. She doesn't have That's it. That's really cool. Yeah. So that was good. I took some notes on that. We already have a budget, but if we didn't have a budget, <laughs> now I would really right. want a budget. And yeah. I'm actually kind of excited about having a budget now. That's really cool. I'll have to look your notes over from that one, too, before you leave. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, it.
1: while she was at the one on homesteading
0: on a budget, I went to the speaker Q&A, which had pretty much everybody who'd already spoken. Um,
1: the big names.
0: The big hey. names. And a few other smaller ones were there for a Q&A. So, they had an open mic, and you just got in line and went up when it was your turn, and you asked... Either everyone or directed it to a specific mm-hmm. one or two or five people. And then the panel would decide, you know, who wanted really wanted to answer. And uh, there were some really interesting questions. And that's part of why I wanted to go to that one. Because I was like, well, maybe somebody will have a question that I haven't thought of. Usually, I'm pretty good at finding questions.
1: Yeah, And in but... fact, Megan did have a question. And she <laughs> stood in line for the microphone. Yeah. Yeah, so what I tell me again what you asked. I don't remember. So about... I was just curious because so like
0: Christian Winger and Joel Salatin both Christian Winger runs 600 head of beef cows on I think it's like 25,000 acres. I don't know, it's a lot of acres. I just
1: doubt it's
0: that much. It's <laughs> insane. Like It's crazy. It might even be more than that. Really? Um, because he lives in Wyoming and there's not a lot of water out there. So they need a lot of acres because the grass oh. doesn't grow the same way it does around here. So I was curious like, how he rounded up his animals and got them on a trailer to get them to the processor. And same with Joel Salatin because Joel does a lot of leasing and renting land to use for grazing. And so, you know, if you just have electric that you're fencing your animals in, how do you get them loaded? So I was curious what their thoughts were on that. Um, Christian and his wife are both Mm -hmm. horse people, so they just kind of round them up on horses. Or he said they have, like, I don't know, 80 to 100 fence panels, like tube gates that they'll just set up a corral with, which... (laughs) <laughs> nice to have that many yeah I was like okay which I guess you need a lot when you're catching 600 head Yeah, that's a lot of cows I'm real glad <laughs> we don't sounds have that so many hard. and there was a lot of other questions that were really cool and then a couple people that were just like thank you for being here you're an inspiration <laughs> to us all you know they, they
1: stood in line just to say that and then the poor lady that was
0: behind that guy
1: was like well how do I follow up that you know yes. And then we kind of... We kind of fell off the...
0: Stopped I, I... going to... Well, I think they kind of stopped then. Mm. I I did sit in for a little bit of... um. What's his name? The Chicken Man? The Chicken Man. I don't think his name is... Tom. Tom Watkins, because he was supposed to be man. yesterday, and he ended up being today. That one seemed pretty basic, so I kind of ducked out and got my book signed, yes. which was cool. I had brought my... Uh, the Independent Farmstead by Sean and Beth Doherty, and the Cookbook by Jill Winger. And so I was able to take those to their booths and get them signed, autographed. So that was pretty cool. And I got a picture with Jill, so you'll probably see that going up on Instagram in the next day or two. So that was pretty neat. And then just walking around trying to catch, um, you know, there was a lot of vendors and they were yeah, I hadn't gotten through all of them yet, mm-hmm. so trying to just make sure I got a chance to see everybody's wares, and um, I finally bought my basket. Spend some money. <laughs> Support the local businesses. So that was cool.
1: Yes. I went to a little bit of a herbalist chat oh, with yeah. Daryl Patton. yeah, was that? Well, I didn't really pay much attention, if I'm honestly You're distracted. <laughs> I think I got there late because I was kind of meandering and I bought some things. And I'm not super interested in herbalism. Oh, really? Some... It depends on the day. <laughs> Today, I just was not, I guess. But I thought, well, it's going on. I might as well go sit and listen. But it was a the big tent... And it was pretty full, so I was in the back. Oh, okay. And he was a good speaker. I kind of wish I had gotten there for the beginning if I was going to be committed and take notes and actually get something out of it. Oh, okay. So he, yeah, I I couldn't really tell you what he talked about. He talked about herbs. That's, lots of herbs. Yeah, lots of herbs. He <laughs> Usually likes that's herbs. how herbalists go. <laughs> He's from Alabama. He has a nice beard. He was funny. He he was funny. He was a good speaker. But then I just walked around and did some shopping finally. I had thought about what I wanted to get and I went and got it. Yeah,
0: we were kind of like scanning things yesterday to see what the options were Mm -hmm. and see how much things cost and what would fit in the budget, what was highest priority on the budget. (laughs) And then we were planning to do our shopping today. And I guess we probably should have started shopping a little bit earlier, because some of the vendors were actually starting to pack up by the time that I started, like, shopping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was kind of surprised at that, but uh, thankfully I gotten the most important things, although I would just realize that I didn't get one didn't of those your... fire starter things. Oh, I thought you were going to say the butterspoon. Well, the butter spoon was sold out. I oh, tried. Okay. He said to message him. He says he's got a waiting list for like 40 people mm-hmm. who all wanted butter spoons because Beth mentioned it during her talk that he made this perfect butter spoon to work all the buttermilk out and so everybody wanted one. So I don't know how many he had at the event today, but he sold all of them. Clearly not enough. Yeah. And I know um Shenandoah Homestead Supply. Mm-hmm. Um the Doherty's mentioned them in their talk to something about their milk pails and oh. they sold a bunch of milk pails she said so
1: Good. oh and I got seeds
0: from her so oh, yeah me too yeah we got seeds from Beth Doherty they grow basically beets on steroids they're called mangle warzels. which kind of sounds like something from Winnie the Pooh <laughs> something
1: that would live under the bed yeah
0: Winnie the Pooh. but it's it's Like, a really large root vegetable that you can use to feed pigs and chickens. And it's apparently really high in sugar, and they, she's like, we have really poor soil and they grow just fine. So she had one on the table that was like six pounds.
1: Yeah. And that was was a
0: small side of normal, so. And then we got, what was that, black, purple?
1: Broomcorn? Broomcorn. It was some for broomcorn. Which is, I
0: guess, a, a kind of sorghum.
1: But yeah. she said that the
0: stalks it sounds like it gets really tall, like eight feet tall. And she said that the stalks can be chopped up and fed to pigs, and then the seeds can be fed to chickens. So they do a lot of like trying to they lower they their to, feed costs. Yes, that's by growing it themselves.
1: That's another thing that I like about them is they try to keep it as self sufficient as possible. Self-sufficient almost doesn't seem like the right... But, like, anything that they can use from what they're growing for feeding their animals or, like, just her making her yogurt without a starter culture. Right. Or just using the milk as a starter culture. She said she does buy is Rennet. there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, almost everything that you need for any dairy product mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. already there in the milk. And... I hadn't really thought about that before, because usually you think, oh, I can't make that because I don't have starter culture or rennet or whatever. Yeah. But you don't always need that. That was a
0: good talk. They were talking about, she was like, you don't need the cheese books. You don't need the Burn them. She said burn them. Yeah. She was literally, gather all your cheese books together and burn them. I'm like, "Mm, that's a little extreme, but (laughs) okay.
1: (laughs) Yeah. If you couldn't tell, we were very impressed with. Sean and Beth Doherty. Yeah, they're, they're really good. I don't know. Somebody said they might have a podcast and I
0: have to look it up because I would be... I don't know. Something I would definitely listen to. But they're definitely not overly active on social media. So if you get a chance to go see them in person, I would highly recommend it. It, it is a treat. They're very good. Very, very good.
1: Yeah. What else did you buy? Uh, I bought a basket.
0: And I forget what that thing I bought was called from the guy who was supposed to have the butter paddles, but it sold out. Oh. It was like, it's like a spatula, but it's slightly curved and it's long. Okay. They had a special name for it, but I can't remember what it was called. Um. So I bought that. I bought a lip balm. Me too. <laughs> yeah, because needed that. Yeah. Don't have all my supplies with me to make some. I did buy honey from the honeystead in a sticker because Kaylee was there. Oh, I didn't know you bought them, Yeah, it was, it was when you were, I think, watching
1: the dogs yes. or something. So, that was nice. Yeah, I picked up some stickers. Basically, I went through and kind of grazed everyone's tables that had free stickers. And just took them away. <laughs> yeah. There was a
0: lot of nice free stuff. There it was. I yeah. mean, we got the pound of salt yesterday, and yes, I got just... a mini tiny salt shaker from Ridman's <laughs> today, so that was fun. And then they gave me a little package of relight, so if I get in need of electrolytes you, on the way home, if I have you start some. to faint. <laughs> you'll be okay. <laughs> just pop on it in the, the highway.
1: Mouth.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So all in all, I'd say we definitely enjoyed ourselves and
1: learned quite a bit. Mm-hmm. We got to talk to some interesting people and would you would you consider coming back next year
0: I would definitely consider it I don't know it was it was a lot of fun I think I really enjoyed obviously getting spend time with you and (laughs) like getting away from the farm and just not having to think about that kind of stuff for a
1: little bit and like Refresh. Kind of focus on the fun side of yeah. farming. Yeah. Almost. Focus on the still...
0: fun instead of the mundane everyday get up even when it's raining, do the stuff. Yeah. even your... Done with processing chickens. But I still have turkeys, <laughs> but we're not thinking about that. No. <laughs> even your vacation fun time is about farming. Right. <laughs> it's Which just the always, fun part of farming. it's always kind of been that way because the Nofa conference used to be my vacation. Yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah. So I definitely enjoyed it and I but I don't know as I would be like jumping on the bandwagon to come back next year, which kinda surprises me.
1: But I definitely enjoyed the experience. But
0: I also wasn't really planning on this
1: being a regular occurrence. Like mm-hmm. I can see maybe it being like an every couple years thing. Yeah. Because they probably have a lot of the same speakers. Maybe not, but It seems like they probably have a lot of repeats. Yeah. Speakers. Not to say that it wouldn't be good to learn more from these people, but yeah, it might be not an every single year thing. I would kind of like to come next year because I have some family that would like to come that would be fun. And now you know the ropes of how everything works. Yeah. Yeah. It's not big or overwhelming. It actually is... A very nice sized event. I yeah, hope, I hope they don't make it any bigger. We were
0: talking about that on the way home, and I said, "Well, I think if they keep it at this particular venue, they they can't really get much bigger because they're not going to have enough parking space or bathrooms.
1: Goodness, or bathrooms.
0: Although I didn't really have to wait. If you timed it right, you
1: could get in. And oh, out with I no got issue. really good at timing it right. Yeah, <laughs> she did. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think I waited in a line all day. I became a pro. Oh,
0: the only line we waited in was for coffee, and it mm-hmm. was worth it.
1: Yeah, as you've heard. Yep. Favorite thing of the day was the dairy talk. Yeah. That it was, was super good. good. So we are going to pack up this place and head out of here tomorrow morning yes head back to the farm and back to the north their family yeah which is i'm really happy i'm ready to get home this was very fun yes i feel like i have a lot of new information to propel me and i really want to go home and make yogurt (laughs) (laughs) the way that sean and beth do it (laughs) yes her way Mm -hmm. i i've been making it but i don't like the way i've been making it i won't explain everything I'm, I'll am i be very curious to try it as well because it's.
0: it's been a little while. I mean, those pictures that I showed you of the two different textures were from like a year ago. So yeah. <laughs> I think I'll have to go home and try it again too and add it back into the weekly rotation or biweekly or however it ends up working. Yeah, so. we'll both have to try it. So,
1: here's to happy trails tomorrow. Yes, and
0: thank you all for joining us for the day two recap of the Homesteaders of America conference. Who knows? Maybe we'll see some of you here in the future. Who
1: knows?
0: All right. Goodbye. Hey friends, thanks so much for joining as we chatted about our day one experience at the Homesteaders of America Conference. If you would like to tag along via Instagram, you can find me, Megan, on Instagram at
1: lover, And I, Emma, am at ladyagrarian.
0: So we hope you'll follow along and join us for all the fun.